Auto press audience. Interview time. It's interview time. We had a big night with uh, Nick Kiefer last week, world long drive guy. Yes, at uh, 2017 semifinalist in the Volvic World Long Drive Contest. Volvic, the colored golf ball. That's right, but uh, we talked to him last week and uh, talked to him for 30, 40 minutes and we actually learned a lot about the long drive that neither JP nor myself knew. Very inf- informational, and we just wanted to edit it, make sure that it all sounded pretty well. But uh, it was kind of funny. Nick just had a baby boy. Let's uh, welcome in Dominic Samuel Kiefer to the world. Healthy baby. Yeah, a few days ago, and um, JP texted him congratulations, and Nick said thanks and just wanted to know when the podcast was coming out. <laughs> He was losing patience because he wants to add it to his bio on uh, Instagram. That's right. So uh, That's fine with us. Anyway, like I said, it's about 30, 40 minutes. Uh, a lot of good information about the long drive, how hard he's swinging, how he got into it, um, a few funny stories about you know him going into random dick sporting goods and denting in some drivers. Yeah, hitting it through screens and all that good stuff. So enjoy. All right, guys, we're thrilled to be joined by Nick Kiefer from Chicago, Illinois, currently the 20th-ranked long driver in the world and 2017 semifinalist in the World Long Drive Championship. That's that's a pretty sweet sweet honor there, Nick. Yeah, man, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing well. We're good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, how accurate are those numbers? Are you still 20 right now? Do we pull the right stuff? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I uh, dropped the 20th after uh, I had an injury in 2018, so I didn't go to a couple events. But I think the highest rank I was, I think, was 10th um, in the world at the end of 2017. How are these rankings done? Is it based on your finish, or is it based on how far you hit it in a certain event or a combination? Uh, So so we have tour events. Um, This year we have uh, six televised Golf Channel events um, that they basically call the World Long Drive Tour. Um, last year we had a little bit more events, but some were non-televised. So this year, um, golf channel has really done a really good job on, uh, basically bringing TV to the sport. So we do, we do all televised events this year and how the points work is that whatever tier you finish at, the more points you get. So like first place, we'll get a thousand points. Second place, we'll get like 700. And then it kind of goes down all the way to the, to the top 54 in the world for the, for the tour events. So, so how exactly did you get into the long drive? Uh, funny story. So, uh, I got a big baseball background. Uh, I, I, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, swinging things and baseball and golf and hockey and stuff. Like I was, I was kind of an all sport athlete when I was a little kid and I really picked the, the path to baseball. Um, and when I was like 18 or 19, um, I had a really good chance to potentially, go pretty well in the draft and uh i ended up hurt my knees so everything kind of went down the you know the tubes and mm-hmm. i got upset and kind of uh you know just kind of took another direction and 
I actually got into competitive cheerleading, which is kind of a funny story. So <laughs> didn't yeah, expect you to I, go I, there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I went from playing golf to throwing girls in the air and, you know, catching them on one hand and stuff like that. I mean, it's not the worst thing you can do. Right. <laughs> right. But, is that is that uh, how you met Sidetrack? Is that how you met your wife? Because I saw some Instagram yeah. photos where yeah, yeah. Huh? it worked okay. out well yeah, then. Actually, yeah, right. So that's actually how I met my wife. So junior year of high school, um, I actually was on the cheer team, and uh, honestly, man, I, I just I just fell in love doing it. I mean, it was basically like you were working out every day and you got to lift girls instead of weights. So I I thought it was pretty sweet, you know. <laughs> pretty good view too. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I, uh, I ended up getting to competitive cheerleading and uh, me and my wife uh, were on a team and we ended up going to like the world championships for all-star cheerleading. Um, that was a cool experience over in Orlando. It's like one of the biggest things for all-star cheerleading. And then uh, we ended up coaching together for about three, four, five years. And then um, I went to the PGA Superstore to get a driver because I started going to the driving range with a couple of my buddies and I ended up hitting the driver like 340, 350 on the monitor. And they're like, hey, have you ever heard this thing called long drive? And I didn't know what it was. I, I've, I've never even seen it on TV or, you know, anything like that. And I get home, YouTube it, you know, Google search everything. And I'm like, there's no way I can hit the ball 400 yards. You know, like right. these guys, you know, back in, back in 2016 were, I mean, they were, you know, swinging 150 miles an hour, hitting the ball 460 yards. And I'm like, this is not going to happen. So basically long story short, man, I went to a, uh, a small event in uh, Greenville, South Carolina and uh, ended up falling in love with the sport. So 2016, I finished, I think like third top 36 in the world. And then um, 2017 was kind of when I had my big break and I ended up finishing uh, tied for third in the world championships. How did you qualify for the world championships? So they have qualifiers as well. Um, all this, all this info can be on worldlongdrive.com. You can find kind of all this info. Um, you have local and regional qualifiers kind of all around the country spread out and you have to go to a local, you pay $40, you get eight golf balls to try and hit the farthest ball in, in your bracket. And if you are, are in like the top four in your bracket, then you move on to the regionals. And then regionals is a, a point base to where you have four guys on the tee at a time. First, first, uh, first place gets 200 points, whoever hits the ball the farthest in that group. Second place is 100. Third place is 75, I believe. And then fourth place is 50. And basically you go through five rounds of that. And whoever finishes in the top uh, four points uh, move on to the world championships. You basically qualify for the world championships for that year. So you've got four guys on the on the tee at the same time, just beating drivers. Yep, yeah. Yep. Basically, all of the all of the events are ran like that, where you have four guys on the tee, and then uh, you wait a couple sets, and then you hit against the other four guys, like different four guys, and it kind of just goes on from there. So the so the TV events are not really are more made for TV. The actual the the smaller events are are kind of run, I guess, a lot quicker. Or, you know, four guys at a time. Or yeah. So so what you guys see on TV is 
the last eight guys. So what people don't understand is that we're hitting two days before we get onto live TV to qualify to get onto live TV. Gotcha. So this year we start off with, I think, 54 players in a tour event, and we work our way down from 54 to top eight. And then the top eight are the only people that get to go on the TV rounds. Oh. Yeah, is, so, is that like making the cut, like a PGA Tour event, like the the TV round? Are, the, are they the only guys that are uh, walking away with uh, check that week? So, um, good thing is going on in the sport too is that Golf Channel. Um, since we have fifty four players instead of thirty six, like we had last year, they're paying out top sixteen now. Oh, so, good. so you can actually basically break even if you make top sixteen. Um, last year they were only paying out top eight. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's definitely good. <laughs> now, you, you were saying something about the, the schedule. What's the – like the t- schedule I think you were saying is about to start up here or the, the long drive tour? Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, we have six events, and it's basically once a month. Um, and I think we have two, like two in August. We have one early August, and then the Worlds is at the end of August or early September. But um, the first event is April 14th in uh, Phoenix. Hmm. Coming up, and then we'll be on Golf Channel the 16th, I believe, of April. Is that for the Phoenix event? That's, that's, yeah, that's a Tuesday after the Masters. Yeah, I know. Something so to watch that, that week. Year, yeah, yeah. So last year, I I think it was on the same date or something, and it was it was it was a ton of views too because of the Tuesday after the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So what do they call that one? The Battle of the Desert. Uh, it's, I think it's, it's at auction casino in Maricopa and I think it's called like auction smash in the sun or something. Okay. I, I know that I've watched kind of a few cause I, yeah. I told you before I got on the call or I started recording here. Steenberg is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I guess wouldn't be a good, good friend. I know him. I've known him for a long time. We actually used to caddy together at Oak Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I could say good friend. That, that works. He's a monster, dude. <laughs> Dude, he's a monster. The beast from the east. He is a monster, man. But, yeah. so, so are you doing this you doing this full time? Uh as of now, yeah. Uh since twenty seventeen. Um I've been doing it full time. Um, you know, obviously I'm grateful enough to be able to hit golf balls for a living, but it's not as easy as people think it is. I know it seems like it's all, you know, rainbows and sunshine, but it's a it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of, you know, being away from your family, you know, having a, having a wife, having a two-year-old and then having another baby coming any day, you know, it's, uh, something that you have to sacrifice like anyone else that is technically like a professional athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, how hard are you, are you training? Like you, are you lifting weights? Are you, what do you do to, I mean, cause it's swinging 145 to 150 miles an hour. A lot cannot be easy on the body. Um, yeah, I could def I can definitely tell you that firsthand, obviously, because I broke my hand last year. Swing um, because yeah. of how'd you yeah. do that? So um, I had some hand. So I'm left-handed. So my right hand is kind of on the top of the club, right where the butt end sits into it. And uh, I had some hand issues um, after Worlds of 2017, like towards like coming to winter time and I took like two or three months off and everything was fine. And then I re-injured it basically at the first event that we had in 2018. And, um, 
I ended up going through the season and kind of pushing through the season because I had a ton of, ton of, ton of corporate and charity events. And I also was competing as well. And our August event in um, Kingsport, Tennessee, I, I went and I shouldn't have went, but I couldn't even hold on to the club. And I, I ended up almost making the TV rounds technically with a broken hand, which was kind of funny. And then after that event, I went to the doctor's office and my surgeon's like, I don't know, I guess one of the best knee and hand surgeons in Illinois. And he told me that I broke my hand back in January or February because there was so much scar tissue built around where I broke it. And uh, I ended up having to get hand surgery and uh, I had to pull out of the world championships for 2018. And it was kind of a year ending injury, but we're uh, definitely back at it and uh, ready to go. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah it was definitely crazy. So, so are you lifting a bunch of weights or? Yeah, so, so, so I, I recently just partnered up with a gym over in the Chicago line area called APX Fitness. And uh, it's actually one of my good buddies that I've known for probably like six or seven years. And uh, we do a lot of, um, I wouldn't say heavy lifting stuff. It's, it's more of explosive, quick, quick hands, quick feet stuff. Um, I'm not a huge cardio person, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think really anyone is. My my wife's a huge runner, so we're like the complete opposites. Right. But we do we do a lot of like uh, like wall ball throws and you know a lot of band work and stuff like that. Like I I stay away from the heavyweights. I just to me, I just don't think it benefits me any because I'm already kind of a big guy as it is. Um, so the last thing I want to do is get kind of stiff and rigid when I would rather work on speed and, you know, muscle mobility and everything like that. You're doing like core and, and stretching and I guess like you're saying explosive exercises. Nothing. You're not doing a bunch of bench press and squats. No, no, no. For me, I just, I just, I just feel like that, that doesn't work well with my body type i mean there's other guys on tour that swear by doing the you know the olympic lifts you know bench press squat cleans everything like that but for me what i found is that when i start lifting heavy i actually swing slower yeah i can, I can see that so, yeah and, and are you do you follow a pretty strict diet or anything like that or i mean i try you know um it's it's especially during the season when you're traveling like i like you know i'm some months I'm traveling 15 to 20 days out of the month. So, um, I, I, I try and eat as healthy as I can, but I mean, there's some days where you can't having a two year old too. I mean, you're always cooking a Mac and cheese and stuff, <laughs> you know, Give, so, grab you a few bites. Love some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I would say I mostly try and just stick to kind of, you know, meat and veggies. That's kind of the biggest thing for me is just making sure that I'm getting enough protein. If I have a, kind of a rough day hitting or long day hitting or long day hitting and then working out, I'll eat a little bit more healthy carbs than I would the days that I'm not really doing too much. Now, are you, are you hitting golf balls every day pretty much or? No, no, no. So for me, honestly, I probably hit at the most twice a week. Okay. Do you work with a swing instructor? Yeah, so um, I've been with, uh, his name's Rick Silva. He's at Movement 3 Golf in Highland Park, Illinois. Um, the guy is a, uh, like a, a guru when it comes to the golf swing. Um, he's got, he's huge in the biomechanics. So he's actually the one who took me from like the beginning of 2017 from like 135 club head speed to now 
I've hit 152, 153. What's that ball speed? Uh, When you catch it at, at like, dead center, like 225 to 227. (laughs) Roughly around there. That's amazing. Definitely definitely a little bit different. You're you're in Chicago now, so you you can't hit any outdoors. Is it all simulator work through the winter? Oh, man, I, I... for the last six months, I've been hitting into a screen. How many screens have you hit through? <laughs> honestly, honestly, not that many. You know, I think that. But enough. These, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have. But yeah, he's got a he's got a really cool facility over in Highland Park. Um, he's right above the Tesla dealer, and he's actually partnered up with TrueSpec Golf. So they're like the number one uh, club fitting company in the world. Now they got locations all over the world and uh, it's cool, man. I get to go in there and, you know, hit on foresight quad. And then if I need my playing stuff tweaked with, I get to go to true spec golf, but yeah, definitely Rick has definitely brought me to a, a new level, not only speed wise, but actually swinging a golf club correctly and everything like that. Do you, do you play regular rounds like in the summertime? Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I do definitely play a lot of golf. What do you, uh, what do you play to? What do you shoot? I, I mean, I don't I don't technically keep a handicap, but I'm like, I would say like I'm a five. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people always think like, oh, because I'm a long drive guy, I can't play golf. But the funny thing is, is I'm, I I would surprise a lot of people. Well, you, you sound like you've done a lot of sports. So you're pretty athletic. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that carries over pretty well through golf. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing too is like, you know, a baseball swing and a golf swing are pretty similar, um, mm-hmm. like how you generate the power, right? So I got I got big tree trunk legs, man. I'm 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 five ten, you know, with with heels on. But I mean, I'm <laughs> five ten stout, and I got huge tree trunk legs, and I've always been able to hit the baseball far. And it was just transferring that baseball swing to make it like a golf swing before I met Rick, and it worked out okay. And then when I met Rick, he actually taught me how to move the club efficiently in more of a golf swing. And, you know, I picked up seven, eight miles an hour the first day that I saw him. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're, we're both golfers here and, uh, yeah. we've looked through your Instagram. I mean, we're, we're pretty impressed with your swing and how you do everything. And well, you, I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, it's definitely, you know, I've, I, I've always been a natural at, at swinging and, you know, stuff like that, but the golf swing is, it's definitely complicated. Yeah, and that that Instagram, by the way, we'll we'll plug that real quick. We'll we'll try to do it again, but we were yeah, talking cool. about it real quick. It's uh, Nick underscore Kiefer K I E F E R Golf. So yeah. uh, check him out. Give him a follow. He's got a lot of good content on there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, did um, do you feel like you can get faster with the swing? I mean, you're at 152, 153 right now. Yeah, do you think you, you can swing there? any higher, harder than that? I mean, I I mean, put it this way, like like. When I practice, like I had a practice session um, where I went to this local uh, indoor golf dome and I hit on track, man. And I was like, I was like 215 to 217 ball speed, um, which is roughly like 143 club to 145 ish club speed. Um, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, you can't practice like you are in competition, right? So when you're under the lights or competing in competition, for me, I swing like four to 
seven miles an hour faster than when I'm practicing. Yeah, that makes sense. So amped up. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know if I can get faster. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my body's capable of. Um, I mean, if I if I trained how I should be training, you know what I mean? Like going to the gym every single day, eating everything correctly, doing the correct workouts, and actually getting myself into really, really, really good shape. And it's it's tough with a two year old and another kid coming. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can get faster. I know that there's a that there's a couple guys like Kyle Berkshire. The kid is a freak, man. I mean, he was he was putting up 228 ball speed in practice. Wow. You know, and and he's he's 22, I think, or 23, and I'm 25. So like, the the young guys in the last two years that have came in the sport, you know, pretty soon these older guys. Nothing against them. I love all the older guys, man. They're awesome, but but they're <laughs> move just, over. They're just, they're just kind of, they're not going to be fast enough pretty soon, you know? So that, that's, that's just the thing is that speed is key, but at the same time, you do need to be able to hit a good ball flight and hit the grid. When you're, when you're mentioning this, the speed here and the ball speed correlation to the uh, club head speed, I guess, how much impact does the Volvic ball have on what you guys are doing? And could you hit another ball further? I, I, I haven't had an issue with the Volvic balls. Um, honestly, um, they are coming out with a new golf ball this year for long drive that I don't think is going to be at the first event, but might be at the second event, just, just cause they're kind of on a time crunch, but, um, they're hard golf balls, man. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't in the sport when they used top flight and Slozinger and pinnacles, but from all the older guys, they said that the top flight pinnacles and slodgers were a lot better golf balls for long drive um but i think the ball that volvic came out with this year that i've hit probably you know 60 70 times i mean i was putting up great ball speed with it yeah um i've i've had a couple issues um at certain events where i think and my team has thought that i've hit the golf ball and it and and it broke and it just kind (laughs) of knuckled and 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 I mean, I'm sure you could talk to other long drive guys and they would say the same thing. Like I actually have a video on my Instagram of a ball that I hit and I, I'm pretty sure it, it broke because it literally was like a pitcher was throwing a sinker. Like the ball had so much top spin on it and I hit it center in the face. Well, I, I've wondered cause I, I watched enough of these, these shows when they're on golf channel and some of the balls look like wounded ducks and I'm yeah, like, yeah, that couldn't have yeah, been that bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, another thing too, like, like with, with Callaway is a, is a huge sponsor of mine and, and Callaway, in my opinion, makes probably the best drivers in the whole golf industry. No matter what you do to a driver, it's not going to last five, six, 700 golf balls at our speeds. Right. Right. So, I mean, I've had drivers that have lasted me 200 golf balls. I've had drivers that lasted me a thousand golf balls, but at the same time, like, Worst, worst swing in the club, 30, 35 miles an hour faster than the fastest guy on the PGA Tour. Right. So it, it's it's just it's tough for club manufacturers to create something that's going to last number one, but that's going to have a good springy face that's going to create that ball speed, and going to last. So they need to find that happy medium of where okay, we're going to make make the face thick enough to be able to take the impact, 
but we have to make it thin enough to where it still creates good ball speed. Now, I was reading something that you had to you have to use equipment that conforms to USGA standards, correct? Yes. Okay. That's Yeah, a- so so everything in my bag that I hit long drive, anyone can take it and play it on the PGA tour. How many drivers so do you bring to an event? So luckily enough with Callaways that I can take them off and use the same shaft. So I probably bring about five or six heads with me. So, so your head isn't any different than the guy that's playing. Playing Your head's the same as Phil's head, basically. So the only thing different about the long driver's heads is that the face is a little bit thicker. It's thicker. So we don't. Yeah, correct. So so basically we don't explode them. So you just, if you took out a normal head off the rack at Dick's Sporting Goods, that thing just blows up. Honestly, which is kind of funny too. So, um, I've been fortunate enough to test test the Epic, kind of kind of before it came out, and um, I hit probably a hundred golf balls on it, and the face didn't even move. Hmm. That'd, and, be, that'd be a fun prank if it did. You just go into Dick's Sporting Goods, and you're like, "Here, yeah, hold hold, yeah. hold my beer." <laughs> yeah. So I, I I mean I've 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 gone into Dick's Sporting Goods or PJ Superstore and hit hit a couple drivers off the rack and not, not going to say any manufacturers, but I mean, sometimes the face will go flat in three, four golf balls. <laughs> I you can know? imagine. That's so, crazy. Do they get upset or do they like the show? I honestly just don't think they know if they have any idea. Oh, so you just put it back on the rack and <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> some schmoes out there hidden in there. Yeah. I mean, just... At least I'm in the center of the face. I mean, they got people going in there and they're, you know, Hitting off the top of the club head and everything like that. So. Oh yeah, I've seen some that have dents in the top of the club head in the demo rack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 had I've been with Callaway since Worlds of 2017, and um, I've only broken I think two driver heads. So is Callaway better than the crank then? Because a lot of guys hit the crank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, so I was with crank as well. Yeah, I've seen um, you with uh, the head on. Yeah, before Callaway. Um, honestly, it's just kind of people's opinion. For me, Callaway has a 430cc head. Um, I like the look of it better. It gives me a better visual when I'm standing up against a golf ball. You know, all, also with Callaway um, is that if you are full staff, obviously you get full equipment and everything like that. So um, I do like to play golf um, and, you know, how expensive irons can be and everything like that now. So it's nice to be taken care of by Callaway because they've done a lot Lot, lot, lot for long drive as well as crank. Lance Reader, the owner of Crank, has has done a ton for the sport of long drive, and Callaway has definitely, you know, stepped up and and has been a huge impact as well with, you know, basically making these long drive guys like myself feel like PJ Tour players. Yeah, you know? yeah. With with your Callaway sponsorship, have you gotten to meet Amanda Balionis? I have not. No. <laughs> oh. I was, gonna, I was gonna see if you could tell her I said hi. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I actually have not yet gone to Carlsbad yet. Just I've, I've, I've had a crazy schedule, and we are granted a trip to Carlsbad to go hit at the facility and everything like that. But I've yet to done that. Bad. I'd get that on the schedule. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> so, so going back to the schedule you said coming up, give us a. Like one of those that's on TV, you're starting with 54 guys. How do they narrow that down to the top 16? How do you start getting narrowed down on that? So 
there are 54 competitors in the televised tour events this year. Um, last year they did top 36. Now it's 54, a little bit more money in the game and everything like that. So, um, how it starts off is that there are six group of nine hitters. And then those nine hitters will hit four sets of eight golf balls in three minutes. And then after we are all done with those four sets, they will take the top five people out of those four sets. And then they move on to the round, the next round of 36. Right. So, and then in those sets, it's, it's, it's based on points. So obviously if you're in a um, set with three guys, you go first place is 200, second place is 100, third place is 50. And then another big change that they made this year is that if you go OB, it's zero points. Really? Last year, last year they used to make it 25 points if you went OB, and there was a bunch of people that that got mad, including myself who – lost by 25 points to get into the next round because someone went OB and still beat me by 25 points. Hmm. Yeah. 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 You should definitely have to get one in play. Yeah, for sure. If somebody wins the week before, do they get exempt into the 16 or do they have to requalify? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. They have to requalify every tour event. You, we have to go through the same process from 54 to 32, 32 to 16, 16 to eight. So, and then after 54 hitters are, are, are done, then we break down to 32 hitters and then we will hit five sets of eight golf balls. And then who's ever in the top point bracket moves on to 16 hmm. and then 16 to eight. And then final eight is match play. That's the things that you see on TV. So you're hitting a, you're hitting a ton of golf it's balls. A lot of ball. It's a lot of drivers. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what people don't understand is that they just think, oh, well, we only hit like a couple of golf balls to get to the final eight. No, we have to go through a process like all day long, five, six hours of hitting, swinging as hard as we can. You know what I mean? So it's tough, man. Yeah, that's brutal. Do you guys like the match play um, format? I mean, it's definitely made for TV, but you can have one guy in a match who hits it further than anybody else does the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I, I – I don't mind the match play. Um, I I personally, in my opinion, but obviously other people think different, but in 2017 for match play at the World Championships, they did it where I would hit four golf balls, my competitor would hit four, mm-hmm. I would hit four, and then he would hit four. So it kind of gives people a chance to come back and kind of make things a little bit more exciting. And for 2018, they changed it around and it, goes into 2019 where when you get into the top eight you will hit your eight golf balls and then your competitor will hit eight golf balls so there's no coming back how much gamesmanship is there involved with uh that type of decision on who goes first um i think it's the higher seed gets to pick who goes first okay what do you usually pick i don't really care to be honest with you do you um i i don't mind going first actually because if like last year, 2017 against Will Hogue um, and Joe Miller, or two years ago technically now, but um, 2017 World Championships, I went first against Joe and I went first against Will, and I ended up putting a big ball out there and it kind of shook him up, I think. Yeah. So, you know, for me, 
I already kind of have butterflies in my stomach as it is when I'm competing on TV, so I don't really think it matters that much. If you're second, do you pay attention to where that ball went with the first guy, or do you just go up and play your own game? Um, normally, I kind of go up and play my own game. You know, I don't, I don't. Um, at this point in my career, I don't, I don't have the skills yet to be able to perform to put the ball where I want at those type of speeds. I would like to be able to hit a draw on command at those speeds, hit a straight ball or hit a fade. But I mean, as soon as someone figures that out, they're going to be unstoppable. Well, what about like, I was watching last year in an event and the first guy missed the grid on every shot. And then the second guy missed the grid on every shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you would know going into it that he at least hit the grid, right? Yeah. So in that scenario, myself personally, I would, I would bring my plane driver with me on the stage. Like I always bring two long drive clubs and then one club that's like 45 and a half or 46 inches with, with like six and a half to seven and a half degrees loft. So if I'm ever in that situation, I can hit a huge cut that I know that's going to land in the center of fairway because we only need to hit it over 270 yards, I believe. Oh, so there is a short limit. Correct. So anything less than 270 or 280 yards doesn't, doesn't count that's good to know i was i i I was like i was watching this i was cringing for this guy and i'm like hey man you got eight shots hit this just just chip it out there yeah yeah i know man so so another thing too that kind of people don't realize is that for our speeds hitting a 50 yard wide grid is like an average golfer hitting i believe a five to a seven yard wide grid oh wow yeah so probably moving a club at Yeah, us us hitting the grid, swinging 145 mile an hour plus. I mean, if I mean, if you think about it, if our face is open a degree, it's going 40 yards more left than someone who would swing 90 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that's why when I play golf, I don't really hit driver very often because if I hit one bad shot, I'm shooting 17. You know what I mean? <laughs> By the way, you, you, you got to work on your lingo. You don't you don't need to say you're shooting seventeen. <laughs> our, our our podcast is called Auto Press, and uh, I think Yogi would definitely auto press you if you said, "Yeah, we're we're out there shooting balls." <laughs> I'm just teasing. What? Just, just teasing you, Nick. So when you go to these uh, events, the are you hitting on a driving range, or y'all on a par five, or? I mean, where, so, I can't even think of where you could hit it 400 yards like straight. Aircraft carriers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's that's kind of where the golf channel has a little trouble, right? So, you can go to golf courses and you know hit the ball 350, 400 yards on a on a hole, but sometimes it's not wide enough, sometimes it's not flat enough, stuff like that. So, the guys over at the golf channel have you know obviously have guys who kind of search around and and figure out spots where we can do it but some holes or some courses that we go to we're hitting on holes some courses that we go to we're hitting on driving ranges the one the one coming up in phoenix we're actually just hitting on a field that they built right next to the casino (laughs) so pretty funny (laughs) yeah so golf channel will come out and put grandstands and build a stage for us to hit on with turf and everything like that and phoenix is super flat super dry 50 yards wide it's 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 probably one of the best grids that i've hit on besides mesquite nevada 
Are all the qualifying rounds on the same grid, or do you go somewhere else for all that? So they have some qualifiers the days before um, at some of the tour events, but not all of them. I'm just saying that the the 54. So when you're in the oh, yeah, 54. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 No, everything's on that. Yeah. Everything's okay. What about yeah. like your we What about have, like your practice? I, I've I've seen the video where they pan out and show like the day of practice. That's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So so in Phoenix. The grid is right next to the casino, and then you walk probably like three or four blocks behind the grandstands, and then they have a range set up that they built with a platform that just kind of runs that like 20 golfers can hit it on at the same time, and it, and it's literally just, we just hit them into the desert. That's pretty sweet. It's actually kind of cool, to be honest with you. <laughs> How many ranges do you know that are 400 yards long? Right? Yeah. I mean, the the one we had on at Chet is like 280, I'm, and I can hit it. I'm not even a lot of driver. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. not 280 by the way it's like 260 <laughs> yeah what's your uh what's your longest driving competition i think it's 467 damn you think How do that you... was in that was in mesquite last year that's pretty awesome i got all right so we mentioned the auto press real quick is the title of this podcast so basically we look for ways that people get auto pressed on the golf course like wearing a white belt or using a poker chip what's one way where somebody shows up at a long drive and you know that you've just you've got them beat is it like carrying 20 drivers is it like a hair look like run me through where you see a guy show up and you're just like all right he's he's done oh man i was gonna say like wearing two gloves but i wear two gloves so (laughs) (laughs) I actually went from last year doing a overlapping golf grip to going back 2019 with just a traditional baseball grip that I was doing that I got third place in the world in 2017 with. So I don't know, man, to be honest with you. There's got to be something like like somebody comes out there like screaming, walkout song. Dude, there, there's a bunch of characters in Long Drive, man. It's a, I'll it's, tell you that right now. Yeah. What's that one guy's name? Maurice, uh, Maurice Allen? Yep, yep. Maurice is definitely a character for sure, man. Yeah. He, didn't he win? Did he win last year? Yep, yep, yep. Twenty eighteen, he won. He does he's the a, uh, the he's limo. A good, yeah, uh, the Ric Flair impression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he did Ric Flair yeah. impression with Chantal McCabe. Oh man, I hadn't seen her, that. I said hi too. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was pretty funny, man. Um, I I I honestly don't know, man. I uh, I mean, it's just. There's so many guys that that do different things, but they're all pretty good, to be honest with you. Well, you might you um, might have somebody pretty good, like like Bryson DeChambeau is a pretty good golfer, but yeah. he does a lot of moves that get him auto pressed. Like he's constantly yeah, he, he he puts with the pin in from two feet away, auto press. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's still good. He's gonna beat us, but I think a move that you'd make fun of with a long drive almost. I, th- I think. What Nick's saying is we need everybody needs to tune in on April sixteenth and just watch. We need to watch and figure it out for ourselves. Yes, I would say that because there's a lot of things that I would say, but I do some of them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Clothing, so I don't know, man. Just tune, in, just tune in to Golf Channel and and kind of let's just try and pick something out, man, and see what happens. Well, we're 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 getting a little far in here. You, you got anything you want to plug for yourself? Any any charities, uh, social media type stuff? Um, honestly, man, I just want to kind of say that, uh, you know, I have a really good team this year, you know, Chicago golf on Instagram has, uh, been a huge, um, kind of part in, uh, helping me out this year. Um, uh, my coach Rick Silva over at movement three golf, um, the gym that I work out at 
APX Chicago, um, any of you guys are ever in the area, Callaway Golf obviously is a huge deal. But, yeah, man, anything, uh, any people in the area of Chicago, hit me up on my Instagram. I'm always, always down to go hit golf balls or go play around a golf and uh, see if I can beat you. Yeah, it, it seems like you're pretty responsive on the Instagram. I, I was seeing people would make comments, and you're always kind of getting back at them. So yeah, man, yeah. interact I, with I mean, Nick. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just – dude, I'm a I'm – a, short fat dad that's trying to hit the golf ball far and you know <laughs> make a living out of it so i mean i'm 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 no one special man i i i like talking to people on instagram i like telling people about the sport you know there's a lot of people um unfortunately are in this sport that try and call themselves professionals that aren't you know so i'm always kind of on like okay well this guy says he's a professional long driver he's not but at the end of the day i don't care man you know Hey, that's how that's how I got to you. Um, I saw on Instagram and just sent you a note, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the podcast?" Yeah. yeah. It's like, why not? Now we now you you picked up a bunch of fans. I promise you that. I mean, we don't have a ton of listeners yeah, man, yet, I, but I, you're gonna get yeah, a bunch I mean, of interaction. Surprise, man! I mean, I, I I get fifteen, twenty to thirty messages a day on, "Hey, listen, I'm trying to get in a long drive. What can I do?" Or, "Hey, you know what 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 equipment do you use?" Or, I mean, I get a lot of questions on my my social media for instagram i'm i'm not huge on facebook or huge on twitter i've always been kind of the kind of just drawn towards instagram but yeah i mean i i've i've grown a pretty good following in the last two years and you know i think i went from like a thousand followers to almost thirteen thousand now so you know the key is just to always keep posting and answer questions man if people got questions you shouldn't ignore them just because you got twenty thousand followers on instagram right you know so, so if you're talking to the average guy, average ten handicap golfer, what can he yeah. do to hit it farther? Swing harder. <laughs> well, so, so, so honestly, like what I've noticed too from kind of being in the golf slash long drive industry for the last two years and 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 doing a lot of events and kind of working with juniors and you know just hitting in front of people is like people don't practice swinging hard. Yeah. Right. Like, 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 do you guys ever go to the range and practice swinging your driver as hard as you can for 10 minutes? Never. I work on tempo and I'm trying to hit that thing straight. <laughs> exactly. But that, that's my point, man, is that your body's not used to swinging something that fast. Right. Yeah. So we, we actually did something, um, with, with like the local juniors that I, that I go to over at the dome over by my house. And I took them for 10, 15 minutes and, I just told them to swing their driver as hard as you can to try and hit the golf ball. Work on it for 10 minutes. Don't 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 worry about anything else. Just try and swing it as hard as you can. And basically that kind of wakes up those fast twitch muscle fibers that everyone has, right? So a lot of people do kind of overspeed training to where they use lighter things to swing and heavier things to swing. I actually just got a piece of a an equipment called the Golf Stick Pro, which is a basically a golf shaft that has a heavy end and has a super light end. And I've been working with that for the last probably week and a half, man. And it's definitely made my hands feel faster and kind of made me sequence better. Right. What do you do? So flop between the heavy and the light. Yep. Yep. So because I broke my hand, my shoulder's been kind of giving me a little soreness and everything like that. Cause my right hand's a little weak still. So I've been warming up with that for about five to 10 minutes, kind of, Swinging with one arm, swinging the light side, swinging 
the heavy side and then swinging both hands just like a normal golf swing and swinging it to warm up to where I don't have to really go from my wedges to my driver to warm up anymore. I'll swing that for five, 10 minutes and then go straight to my driver. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm playing golf tomorrow. I'm going to just work on swinging harder on the range. On the warm range. Up. Yes. I, yeah. Think of, think of swinging faster, not faster. Harder. Yeah. It's not hard. Faster. Yeah. Because actually the more you tense and the more you try and swing harder, you're actually probably not going to. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm ready now. Loose and fast. <laughs> Loose and fast. Awesome. All I right. think, what's that saying? Loose is smooth, smooth is fast? Yes, that's it. Something like that? Right. That's it, I think, right? I'm Nailed gonna, it. I'm going to tattoo tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, well, we really appreciate the time. Yeah, man, for sure. I enjoyed it. Well, we'll hope. Well, hopefully we'll have you back on after uh, after you win the world long, long drive. Hey, man, I, I would I would definitely come. I'll f- I'll fly over by you guys. We can do it in the do it somewhere in someone's house. Hey, <laughs> that'd be great. We got a uh, we actually have a little Tuesday night golf group, and we play the we uh, JP played earlier tonight, but we play nine holes from the whites and nine holes from the reds, and it's just a birdie game. But yeah. I don't know so what if you had to follow ball. It doesn't matter. I don't know what you'd hit from the white tees on some of these. It wouldn't be a Dude, driver. Any, anything to get out of this cold weather over here, man. Come on. <laughs> we can put you up. It's brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, we really appreciate the time. Yeah, man, for sure. I had fun. Enjoy your uh, rest of your guys' night, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah.